0: Welcome to the Real Birth Podcast, the show where real parents share real birth stories and get really honest about how it went. You might be a first time expectant parent or on your eighth baby. Perhaps you're a birth worker or maybe you just love learning about birth. Whoever you are, you are welcome here. This podcast aims to educate and empower listeners through the real stories of mums and dads. I'm Lucy Hill. I'm a doula, a mum of a toddler and a complete birth nerd. Join me as I invite all kinds of parents to share their stories of pregnancy, birth and beyond. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. This week I'm speaking to Rosie who actually heard about the podcast on BBC Radio Somerset and decided to get in touch, so it made me feel like I might actually be famous for five minutes, so thank you Rosie. Um, Rosie had her first baby just two weeks before Covid turned the world upside down, so her postnatal period was one spent in isolation, which was very hard on her emotional well-being, but it meant she was able to focus all her time and energy on bonding with and breastfeeding her new baby. Rosie planned on a home birth, but transferred to hospital due to exhaustion. Rosie talks about the incredible benefits she got from having a continuity of care midwife in the community and the breastfeeding support she received in the months and years after her son's birth. Rosie and I actually had a bit of a mishap um, and only the first half of our interview recorded so she graciously agreed to re-record the second half with me again. Listening back now I don't actually think I can tell at all but I just wanted to say that even the best of us can have technology blips. After a small tantrum on my part we were able to produce this brilliant episode and I'm really thrilled with it. I hope you enjoy. Thanks so much, Rosie, for coming on the podcast. It's absolutely lovely to have you here. Before we get started, could you just tell us a little bit about you and your family and who you all are?
1: Uh, yep, absolutely. I'm Rosie and I have a husband, Joey, and he. Uh, we've been married for almost three years. And a little boy, Josie, who is two, and a cat called Captain Cat Monkey, and she is six. I love that. <laughs> and we're in Cornwall yeah oh lovely
0: so what did the journey towards becoming pregnant look like for you did you intend to
1: conceive your baby when you did yes we were really lucky we were really lucky we um got married in the June 1st of June um and we had like a big like a big party and then um we decided to start trying straight after the wedding and then we got we had a registry office wedding two weeks later and then a week after that we went on a honeymoon and then I found out I was pregnant wow (laughs) I actually thought I was getting my period because I had all these cramps and I was like oh you know I just feel a bit not great yeah and then we came home and I thought oh I'll just do a test um I think I was due the day before and I'm I was quite regular um and then I was positive and I was like, Joey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we were like, what should we do? And we were like, okay, let's go to the shop and just get more tests. <laughs> I don't know. We just thought, so yeah, we did a few more. So I was just so lucky. and We just felt so lucky. And, and it, it sort of didn't really feel real at first, mm. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big shock,
0: I think. You just never think about it and then you see it and you're oh my god like that actually worked yeah
1: (laughs) um it was amazing
0: so how was your pregnancy in general how how did the whole process go for you that
1: first like week I was so hungry I was just hungry all the time like I can't even explain it I was just really hungry and then I the sickness came and I was just From like five weeks until about 17 weeks, I was just sick. It was really exhausting. I was just so tired all the time. I remember I'm a nanny, so um, I looked after a little boy and I remember walking around Tesco's with him and just thinking, I just need to find something I can eat. And I just walked out crying, like, oh, I just can't find anything. And he was like, it's okay, I'll look after you. (laughs) He was so sweet. When you moved, out of
0: that kind of second well into the second trimester did you start to feel better did that sickness eventually go
1: yeah so from 17 weeks I felt amazing and that was it I just I could have been pregnant for months longer than I was I just loved it loved it yeah once that initial sickness and exhaustion was over I just felt amazing I was like oh I just feel so good I was I slept all night right to the end oh I'm I dreaming yeah I <laughs> Everyone says that, like, oh wait, you'll be waking up to need to go to the loon. I didn't, I just slept all night and just felt really good and I was swimming, right? Like two days before and yeah, I just I I loved being pregnant at the end. Just the the, the beginning was hard for me, but the yeah. end was thinking about birth itself, had you had many
0: experiences of birth or where did your ideas about birth come from?
1: So, um well I'm on a five. Um, so I guess, my, you know, I've talked to my mum about it. And as a nanny, I, I guess, you know, you're around young children, mm. you're around babies, so you hear a lot of birth stories. And I go to playgroups with the children, so I'd hear a lot of these birth stories. Um, so you get a rough idea. I guess I knew it wasn't going to be like a walk in the park. It's going to mm. hurt a bit. <laughs> but yeah, and I, but I think also you figure out that everyone is so different. All, all these stories are so different. Uh, even you know baby to baby yeah it's very different (laughs) thinking about your own birth did
0: you have an idea in your head of what you wanted when you were pregnant and did you make any kind of plans for your birth
1: yeah so I was keen to be as sort of hands-off medically I guess as possible at the eight weeks sort of check the midwife came and and they ask you. I don't know if they do everywhere. They ask you, do you, where do you want to have your baby?
0: Yeah. And
1: I, and I said, well, you know, home or the birth. We have a midwife-led unit really close. And my BMI was something like thirty-six. And she said, well, it, for the midwife-led unit, it's meant to be thirty-five. But we can just ring. We can just write a letter, and, and it will be fine. Or and she said, or just have a home birth should just go just have it at home and I thought well actually yeah and before I was a bit unsure because my husband wasn't sure but I think because the midwife was just like just just have the baby at home he was like well you know they're clearly fine with it it's clearly fine so yeah we just said okay we'll 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 try for a home birth the hospital is like 35 minutes yeah I mean on a, you know, not rushing. Yeah, yeah. Emergency, it's a lot quicker. Yeah, so home birth and that. But I wasn't. I was sort of open to all options. You know, I would try gas and air if I wanted to. I would see. I, I I found it really hard when they were sort of because they asked you to do a little birth plan. Like, do you want this? Will you have this? And I just sort of thought, well, I don't know. I haven't done this before.
0: I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: really know what I'm going to want. So I just said, I'm open to anything. Maybe just ask me, and I can see how you go.
0: I'm I'm really interested as to how midwives can kind of say, or you know, the medical system can say, "Oh, well, your BMI means you can't give birth here, but give birth at home."
1: And it's it's like, yeah, I mean, what's the difference? Like, it sounded like to me she had to say that, but they let you do it anyway. At this midwife, Okay. okay, she said, you know, we can just write them a letter and the Head midwife, and then mm. you know, sort of, it will be fine, but she just had to tell me, I think.
0: Yeah, so did you feel supported from that side of things, from that kind of yeah. risk yes, factor? My and
1: midwife doing amazing. My... Yeah, oh, she's Steph, she's called, and she's just the loveliest. She was my so community midwife all the way through. I saw her every appointment, and during and after, and she was just incredible, and yeah, she's so lovely. Yeah, definitely really supported, really supported through that. Mm. And I did have um the gestational diabetes test as well. That was like I remember she said, Oh, you know, just drink this, like drink it quickly. And I was like, Okay, well, I'm downed it and then she was like, Oh my god, I've never seen someone drink it so (laughs) fast. I was like, down it. Anyway, that was fine. I didn't have diet yeah, gestational diabetes, but Mm just one of those things and I sort of was like do I want to do this I will, but I I just went for it so you were planning your home birth and yeah. had you
0: thought about whether you might want a pool or were you happy just on dry land what were your thoughts about that
1: yeah so we hired a pool my husband organized all that hired the pool and like did a little practice put it up God, I don't know where we hired it from now but yeah had this little pool we've just got a small flat just had it in the living room I mean and now I'm thinking with all these toys <laughs> like there's no space but at the time there was no <laughs> baby so <laughs> there was space for all this stuff and I just I was thinking you know just calm be at home put definitely pool I liked the idea of the pool and I started doing the um perineal massage yeah Oh that's yeah. great. I've not had anybody
0: talk about that yet. So um yeah. yeah, so was that at the recommendation of a midwife or was that something that you'd looked no, into? No, I think it
1: was some yeah, just something I'd looked into. I did a bit of hypnobirthing. Oh my goodness. I'm do not forgetting all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we I did some hypnobirthing, the positive birth company. I read the book and then I didn't get through the whole course, but I tried um yeah and I start did to start doing the massage actually my husband did it for me oh, I love. just
0: couldn't reach it's, it's very hard angle isn't it so um just yeah. to kind of just to kind of go over what that is that's kind of a a gradual stretching of the perineum so the bit between the yeah. vagina and the anus to kind of get your so body strange. used to that stretch isn't it so I think the main thing it's really good for is really getting you used to that sensation of stretching um, which your yeah, body just I, really hasn't done before.
1: So with the Positive Birth Company, you did this in for four, out for eight breathing. Mm-hmm. And I did that whilst, whilst we did okay. it. And it was all two birds, one stone. You know, you were practicing your breathing and doing this massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was fine. <laughs> That's good.
0: So how did labour begin for you? And yeah, did it start spontaneously? How did, it, how did that go?
1: Yeah, so we had... A midwife appointment. I think I was due on the twenty-ninth of February, which was a leap year. Oh <laughs> but um we'd always like the initial date that we like figured out ourselves was the seventh of March. Okay. So we just had that date in mind, just in the back of our heads, I guess. We had a midwife appointment on the Thursday. So this is the fifth of March now, and she was sort of saying, Oh um, about induction I said well I'll be happy to talk about induction next week because I'm not even a week and she said that's Mm. fine yeah just see how you go and then that day I had a bit of bloody show on that Thursday I don't think she even I I didn't want a sweep or anything but I don't think she even asked I think she sort of knew she knew me she'd been with me the whole pregnancy um I think I might have said oh well I'll talk about sweeps before induction but I know it's a form of induction isn't it Mm. but um a less invasive I guess so she sort of just left me to it. We saw her that Thursday. I had a bit of bloody show and then went home. It was just a normal appointment, yeah. just blood pressure. And then um at night, I had some more bloody show. I started getting these contractions, these pains, I guess, in my stomach. That was like half nine. And I think for me, it was the first baby. And I was just so excited. I'm really, I should have just gone to bed. I should have gone to bed. Yeah, that's the age-old hindsight isn't yeah. it that
0: everyone says oh, why like, didn't I
1: rest <laughs> yeah. but I was so excited to meet this baby we didn't find out what we were having so I was just really excited just like oh yeah can't wait. that night we just watched tv bounced on the ball I think I, I think we tried to sleep but I again I was just too it must have been like adrenaline Don't they yeah. say like oh, the adrenaline's going through you doesn't it and then by the morning, like 2, 3, 4 a.m., we were like, shall we ring? And I said, oh, we'll give it another hour and then ring. And then it died off. So I thought, okay, we'll just see how today goes. So that was into the Friday. And then I think my husband rang and just said, you know, things are happening, but it's nothing you know it's slow so that was the Friday then all day Friday I had them all day but not, not anything much but I just stayed at home and just kept to ourselves I didn't really want anyone to know just because you know I've heard of people's waiting around mm-hmm. and I was already getting messages like oh is the baby born yet you know as you do people like to message you don't they <laughs> um, and so I didn't really want to tell anyone so we just stayed at home and relaxed tried to Things that we enjoyed, mm. and then there was like a big bloody show, like a um, no. What's it? The mucus plug. Yeah. And we were like, "Is this normal?" <laughs> I don't it's think so people are prepared enough for that. <laughs> we were just like, "Oh my goodness, what is this?" I think my husband took a picture because he was like, "Make <laughs> sure it's normal." <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I think most of things, and I, and he went to get some rest, and then it was in the evening it's was like not half nine in the evening and i was just like i'm so tired mm. i'm needing the midwife i need to see what's going i need them to come and see what's going on because so i'm so tired the midwife said yeah yeah we'll come uh, we'll come because it was home birth so she just came to us and this lady i, th- I think she was called Katrina she came and she was really lovely and she said oh do you want to be examined and i was like yeah you know i just have an examination and see and then she was like, yeah, okay, you're four centimetres, so I'll stay. And I was like, oh, oh, my goodness, something's happening. It's not all just like me imagining this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so I ran a bath and I got the bath. And I went, on the Thursday, I'd made this giant uh, from Matilda chocolate fudge cake. <laughs> and so she was like, have a slice of that. She had a slice of that, the midwife. <laughs>
0: nice <laughs> and we
1: were just, yeah I was doing my breathing and like between the contractions, I was fine I was just normal you know I was just breathing through them and then it was chatty happy excited I was excited mm-hmm. to meet this little person and they do all these like checks don't they and I'll be honest I don't think you at the because uh, they're quite often I think but um I didn't notice to be honest.
0: No, so do you mean they listened in with a little Doppler just to listen yeah, to Baby's Heart? Yeah, exactly. so they, they do that every 15 minutes, which is a lot. And then they have yeah. to write, then they have to write the notes for that every 15 oh, minutes as well. They were so writing it's exhausting. All
1: time. I can't yeah. believe how much they have to write. <laughs> and so they were doing that, but and they were just like, he does he's just so old. the babies we didn't know, just, just so chilled. Like they, they don't even know they're being born. And then, yeah, so I had a bath and then it, I think it was like two. I think, yeah, I said, oh, can we, shall we do the pool? Like, just check, see how far along I am and then we'll do the pool. And I I was about seven centimetres. So she said, yeah, just get in. I think I'd had a paracetamol then. It was just so funny to think, a paracetamol. I was going to say,
0: are you, do you feel like at that point in time you were coping quite well with, yeah, with the sensations you were feeling? Yeah,
1: I was fine with just breathing. I mean it was intense, but it was okay. So it was about seven and then we and um got in the pool and that was just like oh, this is nice. It's
0: cool nice. <laughs> dreamy.
1: Yeah, and you could just sort of flip around and feel yeah, it was just really nice. So had you had any rest or any sleep at all? No at this point. Okay. So you were really
0: wired like, and then crushing. <laughs> and I
1: tried to eat a bit. I tried to eat and drink. Drinking water was fine. And then it got to about 4am and the midwife rang because they have a second midwife. Yeah. They rang her because they sort of thought the baby would be here soon. And I was in and out of the pool, bouncing on the ball, in again. And I think it just wasn't going that far and the midwife said the baby's head slightly in the wrong okay. position. Um, the Waters are like bulging. Okay. But um, they're fine. And they talked about if we want to Person? is that what yeah. you say <laughs> yeah so
0: um it's called an artificial rupture of membrane or an arm um yeah, yeah essentially they they'll just reach in there and, and break mm. that that bag of water for you
1: yeah so we didn't at the time we just thought we'd carry on then I got to about eight in the morning and it was the shift change mm-hmm. and my amazing community midwife came there. oh that's wonderful so, that you got your yeah. there. yeah so those two two midwives left and they I mean they were lovely as well my uh, yeah my, so my sister-in-law's mum she was a midwife she unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago she was an amazing midwife so they knew her so it was sort oh. of like special treatment because I was like no so In family. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah
1: yeah so Sue the midwife she was amazing but yeah they left and then Steph came, and she's just so calm, and like, okay, you know, whatever, you know, like, we'll see how you are, I think she must have done an examination, and said, you know, yeah, you're eight, nine, Um, the baby's head is slightly in the wrong position, just keep, you know, keep going, and then I think she said then, look, we've got options, you can bounce on the ball you can I can get some oils yeah or you can have a rest have a sleep and I wish I'd gone for the rest I was okay. too wired I was it I was full of adrenaline so my husband went for a rest he went to rest and the midwife got me she got me walking up and down the stairs like
0: mm-hmm. sideways yeah so kind of like crab walk
1: that's yeah pretty good. yeah yeah so she got me to do that for a while, but I was so tired, just well, you know, because I'd been up and down and like hanging off the door as well. That I'd was my favourite place. I ended up yeah, in the in a door
0: frame, like holding either side of the door frame, just leaning back against it. Yeah. Um, and I don't have any idea why I ended up there, but that was like the best place ever.
1: It was nice, yeah, holding. But we were just both tired, and then the midwife went to get. I can't remember if she got the aromatherapy, the aroma is it? Mm, yeah. The first or the gas in air, but um, I had a bit of the aromatherapy, which was nice. I think she got the gas in air, but she asked if I wanted to try the gas in air, And I mm-hmm. said, you know, fine, I'll, I'll try it. I don't mind. And she said, you know, some people have it and they're just like, no,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no way it makes it sick. And some people love it. And I loved it.
0: Amen to that.
1: <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Bit I just was giggling. I don't know. It just made me giggle. And my husband has this funny video, and I'm like laughing so much. I don't know. Just it was so good. <laughs> it did. It does make you go a bit ooh, loopy. Yeah.
0: You were obviously really knackered. Yeah. <laughs> you you were kind of feeling alright, and you really
1: liked the gas and air, so that's good. I liked it, yeah. And I've been. I feel. I was still in and out of the pool and I remember like holding on to Joey like my husband like holding his hand like really tight and then like the contractor would go and we'd both sort of drift off mm. in between these, like just fall asleep in between these contractions. and then I will come and like squeeze so hard and then you drift off it must be like 11-ish and then I was on the gas now and then she said you know do you want to try and break your water sometimes it can speed things up get the baby in to a position I don't know mm. so I just thought yes Do you know what? I'm so tired I Just want to meet and I actually I remember now when the other midwife left, she said, you'll meet your baby this morning <laughs> and it's <laughs> like 11 o'clock now I'm like well I haven't got much more of the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah she said and I was really anxious actually about the waters being broken because someone I think I'd heard someone say you know it's really painful it's a really horrible thing and you know oh, it's awful but it was fine I had mm-hmm. the gas in there and then she just had this long wire like mm-hmm. thing and it just popped and these it was a really weird feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: like just coming it was just coming out obviously and it was clear so she great was, that's what she said to me the only thing is if they if we break right, waters and there's meconium an we need to go to hospital yeah so you know if you want to have you know you have to Weigh it up, I guess. And um, if it's clear, then we can stay, and that's fine. But if not, we'll have to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a just decision, and we just thought, yeah, we'll just go for it. And they were clear, so it was fine. And I had the, the gas and air, and I just when well, when I had the gas in air, well, I was <laughs> what you was doing. I was in this sort of own in my own world, I guess. And I was imagining we were comedians at this show, and I passed my husband the gas and air. I was like, it's your. You'll turn on the mic. <laughs> I remember I this, that. like, so vivid. <laughs> yeah, I also remember the midwife. Clearly, like, she was on her phone writing notes. And, and I remember hearing this music and thinking, why is she playing a game when I am in labour? She obviously wasn't. She was writing notes and stuff. And I was just <laughs> thinking, but, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they broke my words, They were clear. And all this whole time as well, she just kept saying, you know you've just had a huge contraction let's just check the baby's heart and, and she was just like he's fine like the baby's fine the baby doesn't even know this is why he's not coming he's too chilled <laughs> <laughs> so it was great though it was great to know that he was okay he was fine he was coping well um and I think I was in the pool and then she was massaging my feet with this oil sage. Cari- I, I think was it clary sage I think it might have been mm. so we had that and she had it on a tissue And I had it in the, in the pool on a tissue Mm. and just breathing it in. And then I was just so tired and I got out. She was like, come out of the pool and and try on the toilet. I mean, i had been up and down on the toilet and I was just getting like exhausted. I was just crying. Like, I'm so tired. And she was Mm. just like, okay, baby's still in the wrong position the head. How about, I didn't, didn't, I don't think at the time I don't remember them really speaking about it but it was decided to call the ambulance and transfer and I was nine centimeters but the head and she just said look you you need some painkillers to get some rest some more painkillers or some rest um and hopefully we can get you that uh, and I was just like yeah fine will they give me a c-section like I'm so tired mm. and she was like sh- I guess she sort of was like you don't want that um really off you know yeah. It's not ideal. She knew um, Yeah. Um, but we'll just see how it goes. And, and there was another midwife there as well at that point because they thought I was close. Obviously, his head just being in that slightly wrong position, really, mm-hmm. I guess the, the days before I should have been more active maybe and, and sort of walked and that might have got him into a better position. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to say if I'd done this. But um, so and um, they rang the ambulance and then they all left like Joey went to go and start the pool because he was worried were <laughs> in the top floor flat the midwife went to go and call someone and I threw up on the floor I was just like this is terrifying what well wow. I want my mom you kind of do you know when people are
0: sick and when they say I want my mom and when they say I can't do it anymore that's usually yeah. when they're in transition so do you feel like that was happening for you yeah. that was yeah.
1: definitely my transition stage and now I'm just like we should have stayed but you know you can't you can't go you can't look back like that can you you don't know exactly. what you don't know you just have to yeah you just have to go for it so yeah grew up I really want my mom. and my mum was working like we tried to ring her obviously mm. but then I mean it took a minute to get there but it, well, it felt quick and um I was like I don't want to go outside there's so many people <laughs> <laughs> I've been like in nothing but a bra like a sports bra and I chucked on this, like, high, this turtleneck, like, long sleeve, and some leggings. All I could find I just got into the ambulance. And they had, like, gas and air, obviously, on. that. So I just had that the whole way. And I remember just having it in the middle. i feeling like, slow down, like, try not to. And I was like, this makes me pass out, so it stops the things." So I'd been up and about and all over the place, in the pool, moving positions, on the toilet, up and down the stairs. Lying on my back for half an hour journey was torture yeah yeah it was horrible i remember i was just like to the ambulance drivers one why is this so uncomfortable why 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 people sick people go in there (laughs) and two why are you driving so slow i should have driven myself i didn't say that apparently (laughs) (laughs) obviously it was an emergency it wasn't an emergency so they were just doing normal and at one point (sighs) my husband never let me live this down like Obviously, a bit of the waters were coming out. And I was like, was that the baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> That's not the baby. Yeah, so I guess it was half an hour. Half an hour journey. was when I got there. And I was just like, I don't want to be on this trolley. I don't want to be. I want to stand up and walk in.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: want to be on here. It's embarrassing. I was saying, why well, I was embarrassed if I was. And he was just, they were just like, no, you have to stay on this thing. And I remember they were wheeling me in on this trolley, and there was a whoop heavily pregnant woman going up the lift, and they were like moved aside. I was <laughs> like, oh gosh. And me like swearing, I never swear. I'm not a, I'm not a swearing person. I was like, ah, swearing my way in, and then like, I'm really sorry.
0: You just feel like everyone's looking at you, don't you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course they were. I was sort of sh- you know, shouting. Uh, and then the midwives you know, i think they just introduced themselves and i don't really i don't remember but i would got onto the the bed the mm. the hospital bed and then a doctor came in and said you know oh we just need to check the positioning and everything and then we can get you some more pain relief and he did that and someone put um thing in your hand what's Oh, it cannula oh cannula yeah and i, I was just, like squeezing his hand holding his hand and he was like uh, i kind of need to do this <laughs> Let go. I was like, "Oh, sorry." So they did that, and the position was fine. And then they were just like, "Right, okay." So no time for pain relief. You need to just push. Maybe oh, sorry. really? So they were straight away. No, too late for. Because what were you thinking?
0: Were you thinking that you were kind of wanting to look at um options like epidurals and things like that?
1: At the time when I was sort of at home, and the midwife said you need to go in, I just thought everything. I'd do anything really So I was yeah. so tired. I just needed some rest. So it was either like have the baby and, you know, it's done or or get some pain relief and have. So, yeah, I even asked her about a C-section, but obviously she knew that that wasn't what I wanted. But and then it was like push. I remember also the midwife, Lorraine, she, the hospital midwife, my community midwife was still with me then. They, they must have communicated because she knew I wanted to be upright. And so she said, do you want to get off the bed? And I was just like, no, I was like, I can't move. I'm here now, I'm here now, still in my long-sleeved turtleneck that I quickly whipped on. <laughs> were you feeling quite I don't hot? My shoes. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't remember getting my shoes or bottoms off, but they were gone, who knows where. And then it was, yeah, push. So um, Joey was watching the head come out. He was saying it was coming out and then go back. And he had the, the little wire on his head. Okay, and That was the heart, right, is
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Have
1: they done that just um, when you got there for I don't even do you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly don't know. So that was there. he said it was really like amazing watching it. Mm-hmm. This wire coming in and out. And they were saying do this breathing and I just could not get it. I don't know. I don't know if it was the gas now or just the child. I just couldn't get what they were telling me to do. And then Joey started doing it and I just could copy him so I could just watch him
0: mm-hmm.
1: and do do the breathing that they it was. I think it was more like panty breathing.
0: And um, did you kind of have that,
1: oh, my God, I
0: absolutely have to push thing? Or were you quite happy to take some guidance because you needed
1: that? I was happy to take the guidance. I I, I think I'm, my body was obviously just doing it and I just had to concentrate on this breathing. And they were telling me, uh, do this breathing. You know, the baby's nearly here and that was fine. I just did the breathing. And then the head was, I remember the head being out. And I think my community midwives, do you want to feel? And I was just like, no, just the most amazing feeling in the whole world. It's like the body obviously comes out and just like this, all the liquid. And it's just like this huge relief is what it felt like for me. Out of this huge buildup of pressure. Mm. And it's just... I always feel sad. I was like, oh, I always feel sad for you, Joe, you'll never fe- get that feeling of just amazing and immense relief of pressure that just mm. is gone and the baby's there. And he was sort of flopped straight onto me. How long did you think you were pushing for? Half an hour. Oh, wow, that's really good. He was born at 4.44. Yeah, he was placed onto me. I, like, pulled my top up. Oh, they helped me. And they were sort of rubbing him. And then Joey said, oh, it, it, you know, it's a boy. And then he was like, well, let me just check it. Yeah, it's a boy. <laughs> we were convinced it would be a girl for some reason. And my community weird wife's like, amazing, you know, congratulations, I've got to go. I think her husband was like picking her up or something. He said, oh, should we cut the cord? And I was just like, oh, we'll just leave it a bit. I don't know why. I just said, leave it a bit longer. And they were just fine with that. He had a bit of a temperature. So they asked us to stay in overnight, but that was fine. They said, do you want to cut the cord, Dad? And he was just like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it instead. I was like, can I? I think that's, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. My mum actually cut my cord as well. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> like a little yeah. tradition. And then we had a little cord tie. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, instead of the traditional clamp. Mm. And they were fine. They just said, you know, oh, what do we do? <laughs> and then just tie it on. And it yeah. was our cap. Face,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. How were you after the delivery? Were you kind of? Did you need any stitches or anything like that? Were you okay?
1: Yes, I did need a few actually. So I wanted uh, in my notes. I think it was a psychological was stage of the placenta, a physiological, um, physiological. But then when it came to it, they were like, "Do you want any injection?" I was just like, "Yeah, I'm just done. Get that." Then it came, and I was like, "Oh, can I see?" And she was like, oh, it's all fine. I was like, oh, yeah, but I've never seen one. I want to see. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I had a few stitches. They just said his hand was by his head. And so mm-hmm. his thumb, like, caught me on the way out. But they said I could use the gas and air. I was fine. I didn't. Um, I'd had an hour of skin skin. And then he was on Joey. And they stitched me. And I just was fine. Had that. And I remember as <laughs> well. So, we'd obviously he was born he had a nappy and I was like oh sh- can we get should we get him dressed and midwife was just like he's your baby he just, <laughs> What you <want?">
0: oh my <laughs> god there's that moment whoa. of realizing
1: I don't need to ask other people he's mine yeah he's our baby like whoa so and that was our baby <laughs>
0: yeah
1: I think they waited. him they waited him a, a, a while later it was a long time I thought it was sort of the things they do really quickly but they seem to take their time and leave you to just chill out and then they weighed him It was eight pound two.
0: that's really that's really good that they kind of gave you that space and time and they weren't in a rush yeah they yeah.
1: just were quite relaxed about it all <laughs> so how long did you stay in hospital so just the one night I was actually we were really lucky because he was born like the week before covid so my husband could stay with me
0: yeah
1: um i was so tired but i'm i had this adrenaline obviously running just had the baby and I just could not sleep and he just kept like it was like he was choking but it was mucus okay I was like ringing the bell midwife just said you know just keep feeding so I was trying to breastfeed keep feeding him and that will help him bring it all up Mm. and that's really good to get it all out and then Um, they asked us to stay in again to establish breastfeeding but I just was like I'm not gonna get any rest here there's no way I just need to go home Mm. go home and be in my own space with my own thing and I'd harvested a little bit of colostrum I mean I was really fortunate I had I think because I had hand expressed and done that I had loads of milk yeah so
0: so so you were kind of happy and confident with the concept of breastfeeding and you wanted to do that it's just hospital wasn't the place for you to really get into it
1: right yeah and we had this tiny little room and I think as well because we were planning a home birth we didn't really have the right stuff with us um so yeah we just went home my my brother-in-law picked us up that's so funny. My,
0: my brother-in-law picked us up from the hospital. It's weird, isn't it? And um oh. I remember him getting, you know, coming to pick us up and saying, Oh, to my husband, do you want to drive? And Mike was like, I've been awake for like 60 hours. I'm not driving. And and my brother-in-law just driving
1: at like 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, he has um yeah, he's he had at the time two's got three now, two others So I was like, right, you can you can drive us home. And my sister, uh yeah, so it was it was nice nice to be home and then yeah. my uh f- a couple of family members came around because I when I was pregnant I got really worried that I wouldn't want people to come and meet the baby I would just be because you hear about it don't you like being really tired and everyone coming around but I just wanted everyone to come and meet this adorable baby I was like everyone come and see him I made him he's so cute <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my family came around and then I just they left and I just crashed. I was like, Joey. So he held the baby for like a couple of hours and I just slept so well. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was so nice to be at home.
0: There's something as well about being able to lie on your back again and just going, yeah. Oh, this is what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, what a what a weird time, because obviously you didn't know what was coming. You've got this kind of tiny baby home, and then in that kind of really vulnerable postnatal period those first few weeks and months the world gets turned upside down a little bit so how how was that that initial kind of fourth trimester for you
1: yeah that was rough really rough Mm. I mean he was about two weeks old so I always said to everyone you know and myself one week in bed and one week on the sofa after you've had a baby. Even if you feel up to going out and about, your body isn't ready, I don't think. And I, I felt great, but I knew that I needed to rest. So I did that one week in bed, one week on the sofa, and then it was like, oh, well, you can't go out anywhere anywhere now. <laughs> so. One week
0: in bed, one year on the
1: sofa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was hard. I mean, we had people round in the first so that was nice that people got to meet him Mm. I feel for those who you know people didn't get to meet them until they were much older Mm. and looking back it probably did us a favor to establish breastfeeding Mm. and not be so tired because you had nowhere you know you had nowhere to be you had nothing to do all I had to do was feed this little baby whenever he wanted a lot (laughs) <laughs> probably really um, forced
0: you to slow down because, like you say, you think you know, you've just have this baby and you feel like you feel fine and you want to get out there and you know show show everyone what you've done and you just yeah. weren't able to do that. You were forced to just rest and sit and be with him. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I guess it yeah it probably helped. And he obviously just benefited. I mean, he he was just happy to be with me and Joey and to have the breast milk whenever he wanted and cuddles yeah but it was harder for me Mm. and um when he was like seven days old I got mastitis but I didn't know at the time it was mastitis so I had a really high temperature I just didn't feel well and the midwife came and she said oh I think you should go to hospital just in case it's an infection and then they the hospital were like well she can come but she can't take the baby covid it's completely COVID. ridiculous
0: you can't separate a seven day old baby from No. I,
1: just, I couldn't believe it i was crying so i was worried about being ill and wondering what to do and i just said i'm not going like i'm not going no and um my midwife was sort of like you know i wouldn't go don't worry <laughs> you know and they just decided to give me some antibiotics at home and if my temperature went higher then i should have gone in and Joey checked it all night and it I was much better by the morning. And then this red, red triangle came up on my breast. So that was indication of mastitis. Mm. But by that um, point you
0: were taking some medication and did that just clear yeah. up?
1: It did. Yeah. yeah. I'm unlucky. I seem to, I've had mastitis three times and I seem to, it's like fine. And then I'll just go downhill and I need because sometimes you can clear it yourself but mm. I don't seem to be able to
0: yeah I had it well I'm almost certain I had it but it was one of those things where I could feel it coming you know I was you know shivery hot and cold yeah. temperature was crazy um and one of my boobs was a bit sore and I did I literally googled and I did absolutely everything it was saying it was like expressing Epsom salt baths feeding dangle feeding you know all the things um yeah and by the morning I'm really grateful that it it seemed to have sorted itself out but yeah yeah. that's good sometimes like you say it sounds like you didn't have the glaring sign of mastitis until it was really you know obviously needed antibiotics
1: yeah it, it seems to be I don't know if it's because I've got quite large <laughs> breasts I don't know you can't feel
0: mm.
1: maybe two years in we've cracked that yeah so it's still going strong, <laughs> still still
0: going strong. two to years, years later in. that's
1: amazing yeah Aww. yeah and another thing as well actually I was just suddenly thought about was having the baby and sort of not ha- not being able to do stuff in the COVID is I think a benefit was not having the pressure to go mm. you know I, I didn't have anything any events, so I wasn't sort of thinking oh I, sh- I don't really want to leave the baby but I've got this event that I you know people want me to go to so maybe I should go we didn't have that and I feel yeah. actually fortunate for that
0: yeah yeah no kind of probably... oh, I should do this I should do that you just didn't have the option
1: yeah exactly it's probably quite hard if you don't really want to leave the baby yet but other people or you feel you should I think that's probably quite hard and I and I think next if I am ever lucky enough to have another one I'd be more open to just be just saying no yeah (laughs) I don't want to go right now
0: how are you feeling kind of when you look back over the birth obviously given the fact that you had planned a home birth and then you had had your transfer and everything did you have any kind of feelings about about that as a reflection
1: Oh I felt like a, I felt like a failure for really? a long time, yeah, really did, just I wanted to have him at home, and mm. I really wanted that, so it was quite hard for a long time- even now, if I read birth stories, I'm kinda of jealous of the home birth ones, yeah, my lovely midwife she came out and sort of talked about everything after, and she said, You know next time you'll have this toddler running around, and you'll be busy and then you know, it will be sudden and you'll just be like, oh, and then, you know, it will be easier and the baby will, you know, probably be born at home. So even now, even then, after having a hospital birth, she's straight away like, you can have a home birth again. Yeah. Which I think is a great thing about our community midwives. I don't know what everyone else is like, but they just seem to be so open to what you want Mm. and your choices.
0: And I think it's really important when you're in those vulnerable moments and you are feeling like that to have somebody plant that seed for you. Because I remember after my cesarean that I didn't really want, a midwife came and sat on the end of my bed. And I I mean, it it was literally about half an hour after my surgery. And she came and sat on the end of my bed and she said, you know, you'd be a great candidate for a VBAC next time for a natural birth. And at the time I was like, get away from me this baby is like 20 minutes old and I mean I've got literal stitches like why are you saying this to me but now I'm really grateful that she did that because that's stuck in my brain and actually it made me feel so much better about everything so yeah yeah, when people say the right things when you're in those states it it really does stick with you
1: yeah and Jerry's just always you know the bit you know he's Healthy, he's happy. You know, the baby's here, and and to a point, that's important. But also, it's important for you to sort of go through those feelings mm. and and take it in. And I see it's so easy, though, to think what what if I had done this? What if we had just waited half an hour longer? Mm. You know, would he have been born at home, or would something else have happened? You yeah. just don't know. You could so- never know.
0: And. It- you can go forever in a day, can't you? With all those questions, yeah, but, yeah. I would definitely
1: know. sleep more in the, if I could <laughs> in the early stages. No.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, what is your top tips and advice for anyone who's planning a home birth or about to have a baby? I mean, that's a great one. Sleep a lot, yeah, just a sleep lot and early. try
1: try and sleep. It's so exciting. It is so exciting, and I I think maybe for your first, it is more exciting. Because you you know, you want to meet this baby, but, you know, they will come when they're ready. And, and I remember while well walking around, going for a little walk during at some point in the, in the labor, and, and thinking, oh god, I don't know, I just feel like we should be at home. What if the baby just come, comes out? I was like, the baby's not just gonna come out. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> go, <laughs> go for a little walk. <laughs> not gonna be that quick and uh, easy. <laughs> It yeah. will be fine. You will know when it when it's going to come out.
0: Yeah. I think that was everything I was going to ask you, actually. That's absolutely brilliant. Just, is there anything else you wanted to talk about with your birth experience?
1: Um, no. The birth? No, I think that uh, there's some nice Facebook groups for birth. Home oh, yeah. Birth UK, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and um, I look on there now and they're just, all, you, anyone will post anything and they just give so many tips and advice. Mm. So, it's great. Some people even like in labour, like, do I do this? And they reply, it's yeah. amazing. And um if you're wanting to breastfeed, La Leche League, they're yes. amazing. Yeah, they're such, a, yeah, a brilliant.
0: And they do kind of group support and stuff, don't they? So
1: yeah, they do. I did online support, and they were just so lovely mm. online. And now I go to in-person groups occasionally, so that's really nice. And their website's just full of information. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's really helpful.
0: I think it's also useful maybe to think about looking at things like that, even in pregnancy, like before you get to the point where you're struggling with breastfeeding. Yeah,
1: they do a a pregnancy, um, learn about breastfeeding um, on Zoom, I think, now. And then the people who have been to that, you can see them coming into the groups like, oh, can you help me? So they already know where to get this advice, and that's just brilliant. Yeah, because
0: that's it. You don't want to be at the crisis point when you have to then work out who to ask for help
1: now I breastfeed it's now that everyone says to me oh you know I wish I'd done that I wish I'd got the advice Mm -hmm. I I wish I'd tried harder and often it's not about trying harder it's about getting the the right advice at the right time Mm -hmm. you know and I just feel so sorry for all these women who really wanted to achieve you know their goals of breastfeeding goals whatever they might be and they've been let down yeah you know that's disappointing for them
0: I think it's something like 85% of women stop feeding before they actually wanted to. And actually that says more about the support that they're getting, I think. Yeah,
1: it's just terrible. Um, Or, you know, or people who feel
0: the pressures of having to, like you say, go to lots of events or work or whatever it is. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely seeking out breastfeeding support. If that's something you're really passionate about doing, that's great advice thank you so much for sharing your story um i know we had the little mishap earlier with our with our files but we've had um we've got there in the end and your story is absolutely brilliant and yeah i think it's going to have a lot of really valuable bits of information to take away from people for lots of different people depending on any kind of birth they're planning Um, oh thank you so much oh no it's been an absolute pleasure I loved chatting to Rosie twice (laughs) and I'm really thrilled that she chose to share her birth story with me. If you're looking for some home birth support in your pregnancy, Rosie mentioned the Facebook group Home Birth Support UK, which I can absolutely recommend as an excellent resource for anyone, whether it's first pregnancy, fifth home birth. There's just loads of encouraging stories as well as educational resources and a platform to ask all your questions. The group is run by Samantha Gadsden, who is a doula who works tirelessly to support families in their births, helping them access advice, advocacy and information. So I would really recommend checking that one out if you are interested if you enjoyed this week's episode please do subscribe and share it with anyone you think would benefit from the podcast you can follow me on facebook or instagram i'm realbirth podcast you can email me which is lucy at realbirth.co.uk or you can visit my website which is www.realbirth.co.uk for more information on how you can submit your story that's all for this week thank you for listening and we will see you again next week for another amazing real birth story